You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie, and this episode is hosted by both Ryan and Giandra. In two incredible segments, we're pleased to present to you some projects that are coming up that you do not want to miss. There is a new series scheduled to drop April 14th on Peacock called Killing It, and we have one of its stars, Rel Battle, to join us to talk about the new series. You may recognize Rel from two seasons of CBS's Superior Donuts as Franco's best friend and fan favorite Sweatpants as well as appearances on ABC's The Good Doctor and Blackish. Additionally, Rel will also be featured in Will Smith's upcoming comedy stand-up series, This Joka, which features a diverse group of comedians that come together in Vegas to showcase their material and explore the nature of comedy. In our second segment, we chat with the cast of the new Apple TV Plus series, Slow Horses. Slow Horses follows a team of British intelligent agents who serve in a dumping ground, department of MI5 Slough House. Gary Oldman stars as Jackson Lamb, the incredible leader of spies who end up in Slough House due to their career-ending mistakes. Joining Oldman is a decorated ensemble cast, which includes Academy Award nominee Kristen Scott Thomas, Jonathan Price, and Jack Loudon, as well as Olivia Cook. And we're excited to talk to, in this segment, actors Gary Oldman, Jack Loudon, Olivia Cook, and Saskia Reeves. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And when was the last time you felt like you were really killing it, right? Like somebody told you were killing it, whether it's like professional, personal, and so, you know, I started contemplating how adulting is hard, right? When I checked out this new pilot on NBC, uh, NBC's uh, streaming service, Peacock, it is called Killing It. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a cool, really cool new sitcom here. We're talking about rags of riches. You know, the struggle is real, right? When you're trying to get a, reach a certain goal, um, you know, like I said, professional, personal life, you're trying to work out here. And so I have one of the stars with me today that's going to give you a little bit more background on this. Maybe he can give you a few tips on how you can start killing it. And by the way, killing it has so many different meanings in the show, too, in the sitcom, too, which is so cool. Um, I'm talking about uh, actor, writer, comedian, Rail Battle. How you doing, Rail? What's up? First of all, I want to acknowledge how you did the killing it transition, killing it in life. I like how you did that. I like I swear you put in work. Listen, we, listen, you on here with these stand-up shows. I've been checking you out on YouTube. You got to come with it. I got to be ready. <laughs> You're pretty good. You show us the podcast. You're pretty good at it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I appreciate you joining me. How's everything? How you doing? I'm amazing. I'm in New York right now. It's rainy, but uh, we here and I'm happy. I've been looking forward to talking to you guys for a while. 
So yeah, I'm glad we finally worked it out. I had to wait, y'all, because I was like, I couldn't go in about this show if y'all didn't have a moment. Because by the time this episode is out, right, y'all can check out the pilot episode because they left it out for y'all for a little teaser, right? Mm-hmm. But you get the whole shebang April 14th. So get ready. That's um, so yeah, I had to wait. I had to wait. So we had to hold this off. But I've been ready to talk to Rail because this this show is a trip. But I want to start with like the beginning though for you. Um, what is it? What is what do you love about stand up? Like, how did you get into it? Like, give us that whole like story because it's such a it, it's real when it comes to stand up. That ain't for no suckers to get on that stage, right? Um, I, how I got into stand up? I'm you know I'm a I'm a stereotypical uh, person who kind of you know how you kind of fall into a huge huge big old black family. Like I told you earlier. <laughs> You from you from that that North Carolina? Um, my oh yeah, North Carolina, big old black country family, and I, I live. <laughs> I, I grew up in DC, so you know you got characters in your family, and you kind of you kind of lean into it. My father owned a barbershop. You know, my mother my mother's sister owned a hair salon, so I spent most of my life at these places, and anything goes down at these places. So um, it just I was kind of groomed for it before I knew who I was, and I've been doing it for a minute now. I love it. Let me tell you something. Black barbershops, hair salons, y'all, it goes down. Like, you get all kinds of stories. That's a good education right there. It goes down. You get political conversation. You get relationship. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get the characters yep. who walk in there every single day. Preachers, pastors, pimps, and prostitutes all got to go get their head done. So It's true, right? You see every element of, of culture coming through uh, uh, urban, urban hair uh, uh, businesses. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely dope. You can get a lot of a lot of material there. Yeah. Um, okay, so look, one of the stand-ups I want to talk about because it kind of re- I feel like it kind of relates to Isaiah, um, your character in um killing it. But um, so I saw Comedy Central stand-up, you guys check it out on YouTube. There's a little clip. It's called Organized Crime is really organized, is the stand-up you're talking about. Way back, right? Look, you couple um, years, couple years, year or so, because you've been on it. Oof, Say it I'm again. Yeah, see, look, look, I brought it back. Look, look, I ain't playing. I'm not playing with the Phantom. I go, I'll be looking at the clips now. I go back. Um, (laughs) But I thought this was cool, though, because um, when you think about um, just basically how you were talking about, like, the different, you know, different gangs that comes like the L.A. and all that kind of stuff. But your character, though, Isaiah, we don't I don't want to give too much away for people that haven't checked it out yet, but. He, he's got like this kind of like, I guess maybe street level knowledge, but you also don't know what he really does. So it's like a sketch factor to it. So yeah. I like, but it's like, I feel like you bring in like, you bring in like organized crime up to another level, you know, essentially. And I thought in your standup too, when you were kind of talking about it, kind of made me think about, you know, I'm like, he's about to put a spin on these different games and stuff in different areas. And I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's Tommy from Martin, you know what I mean? You don't know really. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's kind of a reflection of you know. We all got those friends who just hustle. Mm-hmm. She got there. She got this hair salon. She doing hair. She babysitting. She pushing. She pushing a little coke on the weekend. Got little perks and little zannies. You know, yep. they doing this. You know, he working at Enterprise, rent a car, or he 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 tick tocking for money. You know, it's just a reflection of everybody's hustling. They trying to figure out a way uh, to come up, and he's the kind of the epitome of that. Some stuff legal, some stuff not. But he's he's gonna get it by any means necessary. Because. Yeah, and it's 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 real cool. Like it's real smooth how you do it too, y'all. Cause like that's why I pointed out uh the clip. Um, and then in the show, it's so many cool scenes with you and Craig, which I I gotta ask you though first, how you guys even get through the scenes, like the takes, like it had to be insane. It's hard, man. You know, we uh we used to have a good time, two comedians just kind of playing off of each other, but you know, uh Craig and I just naturally know each other, we know where to go, you know what I'm saying? The chemistry mm-hmm. was like from day one. I knew him before I got the role. Um, so it was already a comfort level there. We'd have to like start to kind of get to know each other. We already knew each other for the most part. 
So uh, you know, you just you just you just keep going and hoping the camera gets it. I don't I can't that's more of an editor situation. The editor got the got the hardest job. <laughs> I know, I can't imagine that. Like I, I just feel like y'all had like just tapes and tapes of like just going in like it was just because there's so many there's so many topics on this show um if you talk about the black community if you're not even if you're not familiar about the black community just life just right. like why you just some days just the day just sucks and you guys just took it to like so many different levels um that was so cool you know why making you laugh at the same time like you having that day that sucks though but let's find like the humor and how we're going to move past it that day um okay but i gotta ask you okay one scene here and i'm trying to give y'all like a little bit of nuggets because i don't want to spoil everything because you, you can go check out the parlor right now but um there was a scene where there was a scene where isaiah has a friend y'all and he has some kind of context on i was like what is happening but i thought that was the funniest thing i was like what was like what was shooting that like because i would have been losing my mind like why is this a thing my man martin who played day um he put in like some, he got some golden contact lenses. He thought it'd be cool. Like when Kanye would do that at the Grammys and now, and now his dumb ass can't see. So um, it was just funny because Mark really couldn't see. They had to put him in. They had to apply him, you know, before the scene. And the scene takes two hours. He had to wear these things for two hours. Jesus, so yeah. a lot of that falling was real, man. So, you know, we all got those dumb buddies. We try something new. That girlfriend, she did that haircut. You know, she shouldn't have made that goddamn choice with her hair. But she did anyway. You know, we got, uh, they got male spanks. Now, but now men, some men can't have babies. You know, they got there's a friend who's gonna bring in some new thing. We're gonna try somebody kill her, kill themselves on the Peloton. Like, keep sit your dumb ass down. Yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> you know, so mine represents that. And um, it, it was it was it was falling all over the place. We had to reshoot and reset it. So you know, we're all we're, we're all taking a piece out of our friends that we all know. We all have that guy. Yeah, it's just it's it's it is hilarious. Like you guys, I'm telling you, this for that scene alone, just check it out because I could not believe that. I was just like, and then with the with the character meets his moment, I was just like, y'all got to be kidding me with these guys right now. But it was so funny. Right, right, right. It was a great time. We had a good time. Um, but it's I'm curious too. What do you hope people pick up about just being an entrepreneur and just pushing through? You know, the BS sometimes that you got to go through to kind of get to your dreams. And you know, like, are you crazy? Like, should you just be having like a nine to five and just leave it at that and stop trying to push this hard? You know, I think the the thing the thing about the show is that people also see it throughout the course if you watch the whole series that there is no right or wrong answer. You know, uh, uh, America was built off of a hustle, and so this is what they say: this is the place where dreams are made, the American dream. So you're going to see every character in this show do things to question their own morality to make it. You know, I'm the only one on the surface you see as a person who can be problematic. But over the course of the series, you see when things get tough, what are you willing to do to survive? You know, right. man that's, that steals milk to feed his kids. Mm -hmm. Is he a thief? You know? Right, yeah. So it, it's, uh, we we kind of make those moral questions. At the same time, we bring a lot of humor, a lot of comedy, a lot of substance. But uh, we, we want to make people question, you know, their own morality and what they're willing to do to uh, to be successful. And I think Craig Robinson, the most likable person in Hollywood, he kind of leads that path, you know. Yeah. So we'll, you see what we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's definitely dope. Look, so um, I got to ask, though, because I'm like, how do you get signed on to this? Right. Uh, Dan Gore, Luke Dale, uh, I think it's Tredici. Ter Hopefully I'm pronouncing his last name right, because I got to give him respect. Oh, I got <laughs> Look, look, we're going to give them their props regardless, y'all, because this is dope what they came up with. But here's the thing that got me, though, where I was like, do I really sign this contract? They got snakes on the show. I did not see this coming. Like, whether well, you're talking real or effects, it's crazy. Well, in case Peter's watching, we, there were no Peter. We're supposed to camera Peter. 
There were no live yeah. snakes in the making of this film. This TV okay, show. Okay, okay, no, okay. We, we didn't we, did we did use any real snakes. We had a great CGI team. Um, my character didn't have to do any snake anything. I like I, that was my contract. Like I don't do snakes. Nice. Like, I would walk off this mother. <laughs> um, so I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have to do with that. That's that was all everybody else. But uh, no, we didn't re- use real snakes. But we wanted to bring that element in there. This was a real thing that happened in 2016. People were, were making money by by taking out snakes, pythons. And so, you know, people's hustle huh. was so the hustle was so strong in people in Florida in 2016 that this was an actual way to make a living. So we're starting there uh in that moment to kind of give people the, the idea, the frame of mind people were thinking at that time when the when the economy wasn't doing so so great. Man, that is crazy. I like, I mean, I guess when you're in a struggle, you do what you gotta do, but whew, I don't know if it could be me. I don't know if it could be me, man. Yeah, that 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 was crazy. But yeah, I thought that was such a fun element. But yeah, y'all, you guys are gonna have so many cool little things to pick from here. Like I said, killing it can mean so many different things. Uh, make sure you get your Peacock subscription if you don't got it. Get ready, you guys, to check this out April fourteenth. Um, yeah. So, real, what else? What else can you tease for us about Isaiah? I know you can't give too much away, uh, but it's like I, I know for the first episode, y'all gonna love this. Y'all gonna love Isaiah because you don't know where he's coming from, but he dropping a note, whole bunch of knowledge and everything. I love this character, man. He's turned up all the time, you know, crazily laid back, chill person. Claudia O'Doherty, she's also in the show, really chill, laid back. I get to be a little mm-hmm. off the rock once in a while. So I get to really go in and, and I get to uh, I get to give you hood knowledge, hood information, hood wisdom. Um, at the same time, I have a lot of things um, that I'm bearing myself. I got a little mask on that I have to I start to slowly uncover as I unravel throughout the show. So um, he just bringing that strong strong in your face energy man and uh it's a good dynamic it's a good oil and vinegar kind of mix between uh craig and i and uh we kind of play off of each other and um you know i'm that i'm that hustling ass cousin that you can't trust his tickets he gave you for that kyla bell show you know you got there's a character in this show that we could all see in our friend groups mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to show pretty much yeah 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 isaiah is definitely that guy like you know he'll give you that street knowledge you know you have like discount tickets. I mean, you might be in the weird part of the arena, but you might need it sometime. You know, you want you want to get a purse, you want to get a Gucci. Holla at me. I might listen. It might be Gucci with a K, but I'm gonna have it. Hey, it's close enough. It's close enough. We need it. <laughs> look, okay. As we wrap here, I promise. Look, y'all, I'm behind on my nerdum, so I haven't been checking out like the latest with the whole, you know, Star Wars, Bubba Fett, Mandalorian thing. I did watch the Mandalorian, but I know they got some new stuff coming up. So I was like, right. I'm gonna give Rail his his moment here to vent about this because he has some things to say about the Mandalorian when we before we started recording. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I don't want to lose opportunities. I want Marvel to be mad at me, but no, I just you watching. Don't Boba make him too Fett, mad. Just give him a little a little surface, a little surface. Yeah, they kind of they kind of infused the Mandalorian story and Boba Fett uh, for the first season for a couple of episodes with with uh, with uh, you know Baby Yoda, Roku. So it, it's <laughs> I'm interested to see how that's gonna play out. Mm-hmm. And then now that yeah. if you see how Baby Yoda chose Mandalorian and he had his he has his shield, and if that's if he's gonna go because he because Luke told him he can't go back to his studies, he's no longer a Jedi. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So I wanted to see young Baby Yoda but be that guy. So I don't know if we're gonna see that. So I'm feeling disheartened, I'm feeling disappointed, but I'm sure a Disney Plus who has not missed yet, in my opinion. I mean, I, I mean, Moon Knight is awesome. So I think oh, yeah. Gonna, oh yeah. And they're going to figure it out. So I'm looking forward to that. But right now, I'll be I'll be kind of nervous. <laughs> I know. We we need those moments. Like, they always got me is when he used his powers and passed out. That always got me. It was, right. it was cute. But, it, you know, I was like, 
I'm waiting for this moment. You know, we love it. We love all the Mandalorian. Like I said, I'm I'm a Disney Plus fan too. I got my subscription ready to go. They have not missed yet. So they got something coming. They got something coming. I haven't missed yet in my opinion. I don't think they missed yet. Yeah, so, so this is gonna be this gonna be dope. We have to have you back on here to do a to do a full breakdown. We gotta nerd out about it some more. That might be a four hour podcast. Oh hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. Look, look, we got time. Y'all can't see y'all can't see it's a podcast, but I'm rocking a Mandalorian shirt. That's how we got on it. So I got time for it. Right. I'm with it. <laughs> All right, Rel, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for me. I'm so great to meet you. Thank you so much, girl. All right, you guys, go check it out again. Killing it. Peacock, get it the su- subscription. Get your Disney Plus. Then go back to Peacock. You know, all that. <laughs> all right. try to get out of their current situation. I will begin with with you, Gary, for Jackson Lamb. It's so, these people have all landed, this Motley crew people have landed in this unit. And although they probably made mistakes, all of them have made some type of mistake to land them there. They have a lot of difficulty showing grace to each other, even though they're kind of in a, a, in a simple, why do you think it's so hard for Jackson Lamb to show grace to these people who, have landed in this place with him? Um, I think he realizes, I think, I think Lamb has in his past and, and as, as you know, from the show, you know, he's considered somewhat of a legend in the service and he had seen a lot of action in behind the wall in Berlin um it's not for the faint-hearted <laughs> and he even says to river at one point get used to death because you're going to see a lot more of it and i think it really is tough love testing people and pushing them and that it's it's bit bit like a real mean sort of drill sergeant. You know what I mean? The Marines, the the people will fall away, and then the ones who remain will be, you know, will 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 live to see another day. Um, and so I think he rides people. Um, uh, because he realizes it is uh, an immoral, rather corrupt uh, world and profession that they work in. And he's always constantly um, testing them and pushing them. So I don't, and I, and also I think that he gets, he's a little sadistic in that sense. He does get a kick out of uh of of is it humiliating people yeah it's slightly sadistic it's uh what's it called that's the Germ- uh, the german sh- um schadenfreude yeah pleasure in other people's misery yeah he's yeah he should have that on a t-shirt yeah <laughs> the flatulence <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Uh, Jack, for you, for, for, for River, we learn of how he landed there and what the circumstances were in, in an, an event he was part of. But he really wants and has this desire to work his way back to the main, to the main arena. Is it, is it admirable to watch him go through all these steps or is it ill-informed? What, how do you think is, it is to watch him work so hard to want to get back to this place where he was only to keep sort of making the same mistakes over and over and over? I think, I think it's a great thing to watch. I think it's probably a thing that people can, if there's anything in a spy, in a spy thriller in the world of espionage that you can relate to, there's so many different things that you can in this series. And with River in particular, I think that thing of trying and trying and trying and um, having a boss that just very purposely doesn't ever reward you. And it, I, I, play, I played a character once which was quite similar. I played a wrestler, uh, a real guy that kept trying and trying and trying and trying to make it into the big time, and he ultimately never did. Um, and I actually saw the other day that he's still trying. Zach, he's mm. and he's like stripped himself down. He's like lost a ton of weight, and he's just he, a guy like that is so admirable, um, and he keeps fighting away. So I think, um, I, th- I think there's things like that strewn all through this that people will strangely come away from thinking they never thought they could, um, you know, assimilate themselves with people in a spy drama. So, um, yeah, everybody's got mul- there's multiple flaws. There's flaws everywhere. The Christmas parties that these that they go to must be awful, or maybe they're great. Maybe they no, they're all... pretty awful. I think. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, but DeAndre. Imagine their secret Santa. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, I am DeAndre from Black Girl Nerds. Thank you so much for your time today. This is a marvelous series. I love any time that I can see anything involving espionage, spies any of that world because it's so foreign from my own and it's fascinating <laughs> and here we get a little bit of humor too olivia beginning with you sit is clearly ambitious uh knowledgeable smart but she's landed in with this group of sort of misfit <clears throat> characters what can we what can we derive from that that you can disclose now because it's clear that one of these things don't belong yeah, I mean, yeah, she's clearly very good at her job. And so you're like, why is she in this, you know, purgatory, you know, outhouse of MI5 hell? Um, but there is something else, you know, at play. And so she's not only living this double life as a spy, there's a, there's a, there's a you know, a, a triple life being led at the same time. If these types, like, like for me, for others, these types of stories are always so interesting. Saskia, for you, what do you think is the appeal of espionage stories to people? Because it's something, it's nothing new. We've known this has always existed in governments and things like that. Why? What makes stories like I, this? So I think it's because it's, mis- yeah, it's mysterious, and we love mystery. And also, spy stories means you can go anywhere and you can follow any story. You've got a door into anybody's life. You've mm. got access to a goat herd in Austria or, you know, you've got reasons to go wherever you want. I think it's a great um, tool to tell a really good story. Yeah. And a bit of escapism. As we we learn with your your character, Catherine, she has some demons that she is battling and she's in this environment. Is this a good environment for her, do you think, because 
it's consistent and she can kind of know what to expect every day or yeah. is it harmful to her for because of those demons yeah both actually i think you're you're quite right it it creates a a need to get up in the morning and go to work and i think she's grateful for the work because she's fallen from grace so much for drinking on the job and um, blaming herself for all sorts of things and having to put up with a bully of a boss mm. um but actually it's probably not a good environment but it's all she knows and she's quite isolated so it's at least she's got a a family of sorts to to keep an eye on even jackson mm. is like a family you know she buys his underwear <laughs> so uh you know she feels useful and i think she wants to be useful i think she really wants to feel useful and i think olivia yeah sorry i'm so sorry go ahead saskia i had a little no sorry I, was, I could go on and on about her uh uh i think also when you're struggling with addiction you just you really need to feel like to fill that gap with something else to fill the void mm. olivia for you back over to you for for sid even with the the ambition and the skills that she has she does bring a sort of um almost like a light and a levity to a place that needs as much as it can get. What do you think is her, what does she contribute to the group the most compared to to Jackson and River? You know, she's very different from all of them. Well, that's interesting that you clocked that because I think she does weaponize that that ability to bring lightness to a situation because I think then she's hiding in plain sight a little bit. She... Um, to to break the ice with humor you're you're then seen as as a, a non-threat and i think mm. you know a, a lot of us women in the workplace we we always just you know are, are very self-deprecating in order to not make the men feel um uh insecure and we're just you know trying to step over egos wherever we can, wherever we can but i think that actually works in favor for Sid because they don't actually see what she's capable of. I love that, and I totally agree that women have to sort of play small and play kind of coquettish in other, you know, in a way to find our our, our way throughout. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. I have loved both of you in this series. It's amazing, thank amazing, you. Thank and you. Uh, just I was very honored to speak with you. Thank, thank you so you very much. much. Cheers. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Spotify.